Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Greg and Kiker with the Last Warrior Podcast. Uh, Kiker, how's it going? It's going good. Going good. Yeah. It's kind of a sad day. College football season is now officially over. Now that the uh, LSU Tigers are 2020 national champions. Yeah. In one of the most <sighs> dominant, like, impressive seasons, pos- I mean, of all time. There's no possible about it. I think it's hard to rank t- greatest teams of all time because I always go back to early 2000s Miami Hurricanes and yeah. all the NFL talent they had. Um, but LSU is definitely in the conversation. 15, second team, 15-0. and 0, yeah. Clemson did it last year. The only difference is LSU beat seven top ten teams this Man, season. Man, I, I tell you what. I, I seriously think that, I mean – it may not be the greatest ever because I think, you know, you can't always – you can't compare eras. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing – the only knock against LSU I would have is, you know, some of those Alabama teams in the early 2010s were so defensively dominant mm-hmm. that it's it's hard – there's not an offense I don't think some of those Nick Saban defenses couldn't have stopped. So maybe not stopped totally, but at least slowed them down. Yeah, they corralled them better. Yeah, I mean, so I'm not, I'm not saying they weren't – you know, that I'm not impressed or that, that I don't think it's one of the best teams ever. I'm just saying, I think once you start comparing eras, you know, you go back to those Nebraska teams that Osborne had, um, you know, all those teams deserve their, their recognition for being what they were. So, um, what'd you think of the game? Really? It was, I mean, it was a really great game until like the fourth quarter. Yeah. LSU pulled away. Clemson didn't have enough offensively in this game to keep up, which, you know, obviously LSU's, especially Joe Burrow, this is, uh, I mean, you can also argue, is this the greatest single season a quarterback's had in college history? I think it's... That I've ever seen, I was going to say, I I think it's the greatest pure passing, like, quarterback season of all time. Uh, There have been, there have been, you know, many dual quarterbacks in college. That's, I mean, you're able to do that more in college. So there's... There's more impressive college, you know, not more impressive, but there's some that are up there with with dual threats. But I think pure passing, like NFL-ready looking type situations, I think that's the best that, that's ever been. Here's, here's a stat you just need to know. Joe Burrow threw 60 touchdown passes this season. Not only is that averaging four a game, LSU had 59 total touchdown passes the previous four years. Total? Yes. Wow. Joe Burrow was a starter last year, but as a – Coming in as a transfer, Joe Brady wasn't here. Yeah. Uh, you know, first time starting. Because people think, oh, he, he must have been a five-star recruit when he went to went to Ohio State. Now he's only a two-star. Dang, is that right? He's only a two-star. And he goes to, or to Ohio State. And now, was he, he was he, there with Urban, right? Yes. Okay. And, well, because this is Ryan Day's first full season. Yeah, no, I just, I'm just um, trying to but, timeline uh, it from, you know. For me. He, he wasn't going to get on the field because the thing is, it's kind of like with, with uh, baseball prospects, too. If you're a first-round pick, you, even if you get outshined in spring training by a 30th-round pick, yeah. you're going to get more of a chance because there's more invested. Okay. Well, it's kind of the same way with recruits. If you're a five-star recruit, you're going to get more chances than a two-star is. Yeah. And, and, you know, especially going into a season. So what's he do? Transfers. Comes to LSU. They, he struggles last year, like 16 touchdown passes. That, 16 that's, that, to 60. Mm-hmm. That's, that's an I mean, incredible it, it, turnaround. It, yeah. They, now, they got they have weapons. They, the, they, they yeah, got they weapons. Have weapons and the pro-style offense, yeah, and, 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 and he took full advantage of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he got he got better. 
this year. Obviously, yeah. the growth was significant. Yeah, and he he never really had he never had a a. I mean, there was a, I think there was there might have been one or two games he threw two interceptions. Yeah, but it you never saw a big like step back. I, so, I I thought Clemson did a great job at the start of this game of coming out and hitting him in the mouth. Like he was he was flustered. He rushed a couple passes. Um, you know, Clemson jumped on him right away, and I was like, okay, well, maybe, you know, maybe Clemson has a chance in this game. But then once he got settled in and, you know, they got a couple stops on Clemson, the, the game turned quickly. And, and you knew, I mean, I felt like uh, if Clemson could have stayed ahead, they'd had a shot, obviously. But, I mean, mm-hmm. once, once LSU kind of got their feet about him, and that's what makes a champion, though, right, mm-hmm. is, is what you do when you get knocked down. And so they got back up. Took that shot and came back and won that game. LSU wins the coin toss. They're going to defer the second half, of course. You want that football coming out of the second half. That's how I always feel. If I won the coin toss, I'm kicking every time. That is my Madden now, strategy to victory, okay? Who you been playing? Well, I'm just saying if I beat, you know, uh, I mean, chunk plays, uh, I mean, you know. Anyway. Yeah. Clemson gets the ball. They, they make a decent drive. They stall. They don't kick a long field goal. They decide to play field position and punt. LSU's first two drives, one was inside the 10, one was inside the 5. Field position's a big deal, especially when you're trying, when you start just starting the game, trying to find a rhythm. Yeah. And Brett Venables is one of the, if not the best, defensive coordinators in the country. And he came out in a defense LSU hadn't seen, yeah. and they hadn't shown. Yeah. A 3-1-7. Yeah. They're playing three defensive linemen, one middle linebacker, seven DBs. And he's crowding the line of scrimmage. And Joe Burrow even said it in the, in the post game, he's like, Especially early on, and for most of the game, we were kind of guessing yeah. where they're going to bring pressure. Yeah, and you could tell they got to Especially him early. At the beginning, like he looked, oh, yeah. he looked super shook at the beginning. Well, the thing is, is you're you're in high pressure situation. He was, you know, I mean, shoot, he was taking shotgun snaps. He's standing in the end zone. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, and so they they punt the ball. LSU's defense though did a great job early and most of the night. Great job on third down. Clemson hasn't been that bad on third down in a long time. Long time. So, <clears throat> and the, th- the thing is, is Clemson finds a rhythm. I mean, because in field position, you, both of them had like 95-plus yard touchdown drives eventually yeah. once they got in the rhythm. LSU, but Clemson gets up 10, but LSU just keeps coming. They yeah. keep coming. And that final drive before the second half, yeah. I think, said it all. Not only do you put points on the board, you put a touchdown on, and they're having some they're having some issues getting the play in third and ten, burn that last time out, and to still have the huevos yeah, to call a uh, called quarterback yeah, draw, yeah. believing it's gonna work. Well, that's, he that's, gets twenty yards and gets out of bounds because if you don't get out of bounds, okay, the clock stops on the first down in college football. You yeah. still got to rush to try to get a field goal unit. Yeah. Well, they didn't have to, and then he finds Thaddeus Moss just standing in the end zone. Clemson <laughs> struggled with this NFL-type offense. They played really well early, but then what Joe Burrow was able to do, hitting Jamar Chase on some of these long touchdown passes, mm-hmm. got Clemson to play back more yeah. and give those slant patterns yeah. and all this quick passing game. Which is game. what LSU loves and, to do Oh, anyway. absolutely. Yeah. That's how you get into rhythm. And if Burrow doesn't make those long passes, it might be a totally different game. Because Venables is going to keep trying to mix up the pressure. But 
LSU made the plays when they had to. They and did. Joe Burrow, man, I mean, he. I mean, I, he'll be the first one. He he earned himself the first overall pick. Yeah, he really did, man. I mean, that was that was a season for the ages. Uh, you just don't see a college quarterback. I mean, that you we've seen some really good college quarterback performances. Deshaun Watson comes to mind. Oh, Cam Newton twice. comes to mind, uh-huh. even though you know Vince Young. Vince Young mm-hmm. still. They, I mean, the argument was still that I heard the next day was that Vince Young still had the best championship game performance they're like there's still not been nothing like that like like going against that team that usc team mm-hmm. that many thought was the best ever so i mean i mean you can you know you're splitting hairs there but joe burrow i mean that was definitely just pure passer wise to me even though he ran a lot i still felt like pure passer wise there, there's nothing that's been seen on that level and it might be a while before mm-hmm. we see anything else mm-hmm. he's um, a tough guy took a big shot right before the half comes out early gets on the bike i mean he was one of the best photos I've ever seen is him after the game in his uniform. Guy. I mean, and he had the hair slicked back. Man, he looked like De Niro or something. He looks like Macaulay. He looks movies. like Macaulay Culkin, dude. He looks in, like in an way, older Macaulay Culkin. It's creepy. Well, Seriously, he, he looks like uh, he he's aged better than Macaulay Culkin because he looks uh, yeah. like a ghost. Uh, can't be, that can't be argued. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool hearing Odron at the uh, at the press conference telling him take a dude to the next golf boy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> be yeah. cracking up. Man. I mean, and, uh, look, I'll finish with this. Couldn't be happier, Fred Orgeron. Yeah. Get fired at Ole Miss, taking over for USC, going 6-2. and two. He didn't fit their, you know, image. Which is ridiculous. Which, which you know, I mean, for L- is he L.A.? No, he's not. He's Cajun. Yeah. And, he, and it's perfect that he's at LSU right now. But would you rather have Ed Orgeron right now or Helton, who they have currently? Thinking yeah. you might want Ed Orgeron. Yeah. And, here, and here's another thing. Next year, Clemson will be the number one team preseason. They will be favored to win the national title. They got all this talent coming back. Trevor Lawrence came back. And let me tell you something. Everyone's like Trevor Lawrence is like holier than thou or whatever when it comes to these calls. He was uncomfortable last night. Almost shrunk a little. Overthrowing everything. Yeah, it was. I mean, it wasn't. And, and they sacked Joe Burrow more than they sacked. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, but they affected him more. Yeah, they did. I yeah. mean, they really did. I, it yeah. was really, it was really kind of shocking. It was. I mean, in Clemson, you know, hats off to Clemson. You know, after that North Carolina game, I genuinely didn't think they would make it back to this point. Um, so for them to beat Ohio State and and prove their worth and getting where they needed to be, um, I mean, that's that's still quite a feat to not lose for almost two years straight. So, I mean, it is what it is. But I just also, I don't, I LSU was a team of destiny. And I watched, surprisingly, watched enough college like LSU games this year. To I mean, I watched some of those top ten games that they played. Those games were intense, and they were taking it to everybody. Like mm-hmm. it didn't matter what game it was, you were getting the same LSU week in, week out, same Joe Burrow week in, week out. So, I mean, that to me that was just a team of destiny. That's why I picked them to win that game. I, I didn't think it was going to matter what Clemson did, and and Clemson gave them all they could handle for that first quarter, first half. Um, but but after a little while, it didn't matter. LSU got it going. So mm. I mean, well, I mean, Clemson's offense doesn't doesn't stay on the field long enough. They don't they don't get enough third downs, and if you leave your defense on the field. They have the best defense in college football statistically, and they have, like I said, probably the best coordinator. And you still run out of gas because I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, LSU constantly goes five wide. They split the running back out, and it's just. 
they got playmakers playing in space with a quarterback who's gritty, who can move by time. You know, hats hats off to him. And I'm gonna finish with this, and you're you're gonna hate this, but oh, I'm gonna do it anyway. Here comes the Dabo moment. Yes, Dabbing Dabo on Sweeney. Dabbing they, on him. They said Dabo is the new king of college football. What's his record in national championship games? Was it two and two. Five hundred. Two and two. Yeah. He now has as many na- national title game losses as Nick Saban in half the games. So you just had to bring up the absolutely. Saban. You just no, had to bring up the Saban. No, because here's the thing. The reason I do this is Alabama star running back Najee Harris is returning for his senior season. Alabama's got guys leaving: Tua, Rugs, Judy, uh, the right tackle, your left tackle, your best defensive player, and your team captain Dylan Moses is going to be coming back for his senior season. So is Najee Harris, Devontae Smith, and Alabama just had the second best, uh, according to ESPN, recruiting class coming in with the number one dual threat quarterback. They ain't going nowhere. So you're calling it right now. Who you got next year? It's going to be Alabama and Clemson. They're probably playing again for the national title, and people aren't going to like that, but that's where we are. I mean, With great recruiters, you have success. You build a program with success. People want to come play for you. That's true. Now, that's the way it works. You, now, you get these guys who don't – who the, these four stars that don't get to play in a position where there's a five-star there, and they transfer out, and they'll have really – they'll have – you can go to a lot of programs, get a lot of TV time. Every basically every conference has its own network and all that stuff now. But uh, yeah, I mean that's I, the way I, it is, I, man. It's, I mean, just, it's just it's just like every time there's a powerhouse program, players flock to those teams. That's, mm-hmm. that's just the way it is. So and, and here's another thing. And the and the coaching is is great enough. I won't even say good enough. The coaching is great enough in those two spots mm-hmm. that you know, just like we talked about back in the day with Saban, like you know that if you go there and do what you're supposed to do, you are probably going to play in a national championship or win one within your you'll three be in four the conversation years. yeah you'll always be in the conversation and you probably will win one i mean <laughs> like, you're gonna have some years yeah bama had one this year you lose uh two games and you know you're just not in the discussion anymore i mean it's it, it's happened to alabama twice since you know well i guess nick saban's first year was like seven and six but anyway I'm just sad day, sad college football yeah. is over, um, but uh, it'll be back here before you know it. And I, I mean, the funny thing about that yeah. is the way that you feel talking about college football going away is the way that I feel when baseball goes away. Like the day after the World Series, and the first two or three days after that, mm. where especially like this year was a good series, mm. so you know you could kind of you know revel in that for a couple of days but at once that that feeling and that euphoria is gone you're stuck with the fact that it's going to be another like six months before baseball comes back it's pretty depressing so mm-hmm. i understand your pain uh speaking of major league well, my baseball, favorite time i said like i think it was last week my second favorite time of year is nfl playoff bowl season that kind of yeah. stuff because i love college football because i think every game means a lot i mean it does and uh, but my my number one favorite time of year is when is September and October. Football's back in full swing, and you get to playoff baseball. Yeah, I mean because playoff baseball is I mean, clutch I, I and mean, stress well, and, and it's tense. Like well, that's what it, makes baseball, it great. Baseball, there's so many games, and I mean the season seems like it goes forever because there's so many games. Yeah, and uh, you know you, you whoever you're a fan of can go through lulls and all that stuff, and by the time it finally gets there. It's like, okay. Like, I love the wild card thing where it's win or go home. 
And then I like how you get into series after that. Because uh, the thing is, this used to be the Autumn Classic, and yeah. now we're stretching into November. Yeah, I, I mean, come I, on. I agree with you in the sense that I, I like – I mean, I would like playoff baseball just as much as any fan. The only thing that bothers me about – I'm not a huge wild card person because I, I just kind of think that, um, you know, if you played 162 games, I feel like that fourth spot should already be settled. I think that that the wild card game kind of was just a revenue grab that it probably is. Now, granted, but it's also exciting. I was just about to say, granted, some of the best baseball moments of the last ten years have happened because of that game. He so used to say the Royals. I knew you were going to bring up the Royals. I'm and just I, saying. I, I was going to bring them up too. I yeah, mean, that I'm was that is. I mean, I was watching the thing about top ten games of the decade. I mean, that was like two or three because it was a wild card winner go home game. Well, I was, I was, and I, I was second was, shift. I was, I was at Dylan's. I stopped in the bakery area and sat down and watched some of it on the TV. So that's intense. Like yeah. that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, those. It starts to. I mean. Playoff baseball is awesome, so I'll, I'll yeah. leave it at that. But Playoff, speaking, speaking yeah. of Major League Baseball, mm. okay, um, <laughs> news broke in the last couple days, um, really in the last month or two, there have they've, they've been these, you know, allegations of sign stealing, of, you know, a detailed system of electronic sign stealing. Electronic. Yeah, electronic sign, sign stealing uh, with the Houston Astros. Um, you could tell it was a big deal because it mm. wouldn't go away. Oh, like, no. usually there's, you know, something like that comes out, there's a quick fine or either, discipline. Or either and that then, or it's debunked. Yeah, or it, or it's debunked right away. But usually, you know, if it's only a week or two, you know, there's a fine that comes out for it. He's suspended 100 games because of PEDs or whatever. Um, so when this didn't go away, you got the feeling that it was a pretty big deal. And it has turned into a massive, like, crap show for, the, for Major League Baseball. Uh, A.J. Hinch, arguably one of everyone's favorite managers in the game within the game of baseball when you heard people speak of him they spoke of him extremely highly he and the gm suspended for the entire season and then promptly released by the team and fired uh alex cora alex cora from the red sox was the bench coach at that time he's been he's been fired by the red sox known as the mastermind yeah he I they mean, mutually parted ways oh my gosh that was the reds the red sox still did that as nice as possible um how do you, I mean, <laughs> Kiger, what are your thoughts on this cheating scandal that Major League Baseball is being faced with? Uh, do you think, I mean, I'm going to ask you a couple questions on mm-hmm. top of this. Do you think that the 2017 World Series should have an asterisk next to it? Do you think it should be vacated? Uh, I mean, what do you think the dis- the discipline for the managers has been handed out? Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like the-, the discipline for the teams is the money and the draft picks, mm-hmm. but nothing is being done about the actual World Series. It's not like this was just any other team. They mm-hmm. won the World Series in dramatic fashion. What are your thoughts? One, baseball just can't quite catch a break, can they? Because <laughs> okay, here's, the- here's the deal. Football has been on a steady incline, and no one's catching them. The NFL is by far, in a way, the most popular sport in America, and it's not. They, they've they've had it, their, it, they've it, taken it, their shots though in the last few years. Well, yeah, yeah, but it's still not. It's not even close. No, it's it's and, not. But, and I'm not saying and, it's and, close. And, just... and, but baseball has made its way up to 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 the NBA, and they're like even almost. And then. They're, they're getting close. You're right. You're right. They're, they're getting they're, close. They're and even, then they're even because each fan base, the fan bases of each side of each organization, are super serious. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'm sorry. But then you have this. K 
Okay, so you, we've gone. We're almost to the point where this whole steroid era is almost, almost behind. Almost, almost washed away. Almost because yes. you're gonna, you know, the Bonds and Clemens get in. You know, Mike Piazza, who never tested positive, was accused. He got in the Hall of Fame. So you almost think like you've almost got a button on this. Like you think. You know, I still don't think the punishment, if you really want to knock out, like, the whole steroid thing, the punishment needs to be more severe. More severe than? Than, what, 80 games to start with, and then, like, a season, and then the third time you're banned for life? You ought to know, as a professional athlete, what's going into your body at all times. Yeah. I don't care. You are a grown man. Yeah. Take care of it. First time, season. Second time, see ya. Period. Man, that's brutal. But, but right. see, but that's this, that's you got to do this kind of no, stuff. No, and I and anyway, I, moving okay. on, moving on. Mm, I'm glad you said that. I let me just say this real fast. I I agree with that. I I think that would that seems really harsh, but at the same time, you're right. I mean, if that is what you want to project, is that you you are like if you want to clean the game, if up. you're selling a clean game, then you need to do something about that. I and mean, and the fact that really Major League Baseball. <laughs> almost cooperated with it when it was going on and it was at its peak mm-hmm. when steroid use was at its peak they really like they i mean they almost and why did they do that Greg? because they were trying to sell tickets absolutely i mean and, absolutely. And, and, and something that helped save baseball in a yeah. way 1998 yeah so i i totally agree with you if you're really trying to be serious with it there's nothing wrong with being that aggressive all right moving on yeah. thoughts on this on this sign stealing scandal I don't like the fact I don't I don't they I don't want them to they're not going to vacate that World Series title and you say should it have an asterisk next to it it already does whether they put one on there or not yeah. it's oh it's tainted now it's it's just it's just tainted but the thing is if they if if <laughs> I mean when I hear tainted I think Barry Bonds it, well, like, that's well, funny to me. I mean okay fine. Cause I just that World I, Series I, I is always, Barry Bonds. I always picture him in the. Uh, I always picture him at that press conference saying it's not tainted. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so, but look, let's go back to the the biggest scandal in baseball history: the Black Sox. Yeah. Cincinnati Reds still World Series champions. That didn't change. So why would this change? Yeah, point. So and, and, and you can't you can't re you can't do that. Like you can't say. You can't play the what if game. Well, and then, so here's the thing: you're not just gonna hand it to somebody else. Yeah, are you? That's what I'm saying. Or like, you, you can't do that. I mean, you're just gonna leave it vacant. I don't like that. No, listen, you, I, and I'm just asking. I just want to see what your thoughts are. I agree with you. The 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 fact of what happened and what's come out now is it's always like, oh yeah, they won the World Series, but uh, yeah, they cheated. Now, did they cheat? Did they play every game at home? No. Was was it helping their pitching? No. Was it helping their defense? No. But it's still, it's always going to be tainted, whether it has an asterisk next to it or not. So, I mean, playing, I, I agree with you. I don't think you can vacate those World Series, that World Series. Um, you can't, you can't go back and just give the World Series to the Dodgers because I don't think the Dodgers, I mean, they are still their World Series to win or lose. Mm-hmm. So, um, and the same thing to the Yankees. Like, Sabathia was like, we got cheated. I'm like, dude, you just. You still you can still win games. I mean, and like you said, I mean, there's been so many other scandals. I mean, the uh, the shot hurt around the world by Bobby Thompson with the Dodgers and Giants. They were sign stealing, like, and they found out you know ten or fifteen years Here's later. The deal. They didn't vacate that win. That doesn't vacate that moment. People like well, people sign steal all the time. Here's the thing: if you use your own intuition, yeah. your own eyes, all that stuff. 
Okay. You can't electronically, with the technology they have, do this. And this is how Major League Baseball puts just nips it. No more. You'll have replay. You almost have to have someone babysitting these monitors or whatever. No more no more clubhouse monitors. Yeah, yeah, no more live feeds. No more looking at your previous at bat. No more of that crap. Yeah. You have to eliminate it. You cut it off at the knees. No, basically at the neck. <laughs> at the neck. Isn't, isn't that fascinating, though, about baseball? Like, this is one of the things that fascinates me about the game is that it, it's got all these weird, like, uh, quirks in it. Like, where, you know, you can steal signs, but not like that. You can, I mean, well, I mean there's, the there's all kinds of little <laughs> baseball-like things. You know, like, you know, it's okay to, to bunt, but if a guy has a no-hitter going and you bunt, you're a jerk. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, like but we but the game could be 0-0. Zero, zero. Those but, are, okay, I don't think the whole bunting thing is the same. I, I know. It's, it, that's probably a stretch because that's more of an unwritten rule in baseball. Mm-hmm. But but that's the point is that baseball has unwritten rules. Like, there's not a lot of other sports well, that have such a laundry list of unwritten rules, things that are okay to do as long as you don't do them the wrong way. Like, you can – I mean, doctoring a baseball pitching, okay, is is thought of – I mean, you that's cheating. But – if you do it by, you know, a guy is wiping sweat or doing like doing it in other ways well, that do, aren't you can, you, blatantly you dirty. Finger, if you lick your fingers, you have to wipe it on your pants or your jersey before you touch the ball. Yeah. It's licking around so, the ball. But, I mean, the point is, is it's a game that almost like the in, the inventiveness of the cheating is almost a, like almost revered or mm-hmm. admired to an extent. Like now, the technology side of it that the Astros just pulled out, mm-hmm. like that was I mean, that was a douchebag move. Like, there's no other way around that to me. Like, those guys, that's intentionally, like, cheating the system mm-hmm. and working it in your favor. If, if you got a guy on second base and he sees what's going on yeah. and you don't change your signs. That's on you. I mean, you just – you that's you. Yeah, okay, so, man, I can't – I'm trying to think of, like, a relevant – Comparison. I mean, if it's if just, if a, if a but guy, baseball is also a different game because it's untimed. No. Um, your defense <clears throat> has the ball. I mean, it's unlike any other sport. Pretty much, yes. Like, and, and that's what I mean, I'm saying. Like baseball. Mm. So I mean, I I totally agree with with the punishment the, that MLB handed out. I think it was pretty harsh but i also I think, don't it, think it was stern enough i, I mean five million dollars which yeah. is the highest that they've they've done and probably that's well, the highest you can do. that's the highest they can do mm-hmm. five million dollars two second round draft picks i mean they they levied it to them they i mean and well, that took four picks from oh it's four two, two, okay. i think it was two first and two second okay i thought it was just two second round picks anyway so to take the picks and then to basically cut the head off of that team and say we're going to take away your GM and your manager. Mm-hmm. I don't care what Hinch knew or not. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's a pretty big Here's deal. The thing about Hinch. So it comes out in this report that Rob Manford, that AJ Hinch didn't like this whole system, and that it got to the point where when he found out he broke not one but two monitors. Don't know how he broke them. I'm assuming with a bat. Okay, and he's either like. And it, this could go to me one of two ways. Yeah. He doesn't like it. You need to change how you're going to do it if you're going to do it, or you just don't be doing it. Well, if it's don't be doing it, and he comes back in the next day, and the monitors are back, you are the manager. Yeah, you you control the team. You are the manager. Listen, you you can. He I mean he he's the leader. He's the manager. He is. Take care of it. 
So I don't think the penalty was harsh enough. What more do you think they should have done to him? These players need to be reprimanded in some way. Now, you can't suspend. The, what are you going to do? Suspend the whole team for that's, a year? I mean, that's what I'm you saying. You can't how do, do that. How do you reprimand them? Money? You got to do something. So you find them all money? You, oh, dude, I'm, the, I'm telling you. 10%. Everybody. Gone. Okay. I can live with that. I mean, I mean you, you got to do goes, something. Because, goes, and goes to a charity of the MLB's choice. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I yeah. no, mean, I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, no, I mean, it's just the players are just getting off scot-free, and they're the ones implementing this system. You, Alex like, Cora yeah. wasn't the one over there hitting the trash can with a baseball bat or well, taking that little massage gun and hitting it on the trash can. They said he was the one that figured it out, though. He's the mastermind behind it, but the players are the one putting it into action. If they didn't want to do it, yeah. this never happens. Yeah. It doesn't. I'm, okay. Yes, and, I mean, you could say players no. Players need to be held hey, listen, accountable if you, if you If you have integrity... Then you're not going to participate in that. Period. Okay. One anyway. would think. All right, I, I agree with you. They should probably they should do something to the players. Also, if you if you blatantly know this is wrong and you do it anyway, yeah, is a one year suspension enough? As a manager, or as a player? As a manager. Yeah. Is it enough? Yeah, yeah. It For is. doing something you know is wrong. Yeah, it is. And doing st- it over st- and over again in the postseason. I still think one year is enough. So they yes. shouldn't be banned for life. No. Oh, no. so. Oh, here comes uh, the Pete Rose argument. Every just, time something happens to listen, wrong to anyone no, in baseball, no, 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 no. Here comes Pete Rose. No, well, Pete Rose, when it has to do with cheating, is that not cheating? He gam- he gambled on his own team. He shouldn't have done that. Absolutely shouldn't have done that. And he has been he has been now banned from baseball for what? This 30, 30 years. Yeah, yeah, this would be 31 years yeah, now. 30, after this 30, year. yeah. I'm not saying you got to put him in the hall, but reinstate him and let him be on the ballot. You're going to tell me 30, 31 years? Forget, I mean, you don't let him participate in baseball ever again, And, and besides like a commentator. Okay, like I, I'm going to say my piece about Pete Rose because this episode has to end. Mm-hmm. Uh, I... I think his his ban was was the proper punishment at the time. However, when you look through the annals of baseball history going all the way back into the 1860s, there are many crooked characters throughout the history of the game hmm. who were great players. And they, they didn't even, and and, they're and, not even saying they cheated. Well, and they, and they didn't even cheat. They were just terrible human beings. Hmm. Like, Ty Cobb is, was a terrible human being. Hmm. Cap Hansen was a terrible, like a an unmitigated racist. Uh, and I mean, and those are, th- those are parts of the game that, that are, they, those are players in the game that are still celebrated for their on-the-field heroics. And the rest of their stuff is ignored. So, I think the the thing that people get hung up on with Pete Rose is that his crimes were against the game instead of against society or anything else. But that doesn't make them worse (laughs) than anyone else. So I, I think at the time his punishment was just. I do think that having, you know, once you kind of get older and you can kind of remove yourself from it and you look back through the history of time, like, I still can't believe Shoeless Joe wasn't allowed to be in the Hall of, like, allowed to be in the Hall of Fame later. I mean, Babe Ruth, for all that he celebrated to be, I mean, that guy was insane. I mean, and he did a lot of things that were not right. And so, I mean, when you start to look at some of these characters, I mean, they basically betrayed everything but the game. Um, so, 
I mean, I think well, it's, I think the timing is right to let Pete Rose at least be on the ballot and kind of deal with it from there. But the problem is, is that once you put him on the ballot, he will probably be voted in, and then you you can't you can't let it out of the cage once it's in there. Like once once he's on the ballot, he's pretty much going to get in, and then you can't stop him from being voted in. Can you tell the history of baseball without Pete Rose? I mean, you can. You shouldn't. You can, can tell. You? you can tell the history of. Can, can you? Can can can. can I mean, no. Let, let, let's the all-time the, hit leader. Let's tell this. Let's put this in perspective. You can't tell the history of baseball without Babe Ruth. You can. Pete Rose is the all-time hits leader. I don't okay. think he was ever regarded as the absolute best player of of the era that he played in. He was just a phenomenally dedicated, great baseball player. Two two best teams in the 70s. He was on them. Who are they? Cincinnati Reds uh, and the A's. He wasn't on the A's. No, he wasn't on the A's. But, but he, he was, was on the, the Big Reds. Red Machine. was part of the Big Red Machine. So, if you're going to go through that, was he a better player at the time or more important than Joe, Joe Morgan? Joe Morgan, I won, think the, you, I think Joe Morgan won the MVP as a second baseman. Okay. I'm, I'm just making the point. So, he, that, so he, see, he was the best player in baseball for one year. Okay, so, so, okay, so my, so, my, my uh, point so is... It, it, was Joe Morgan more important than Johnny Bench? No. But that's what made them the machine. Like, so when you try to say know, he was on the Pete team... Pete Rose wasn't part of the machine? I'm not saying Pete Rose wasn't a critical to the team. Mm-hmm. I'm just making the point that when you say, well, he was on this team, I'm like, well, yeah, but tons of great players are on that team. And he was one of them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you what, can't talk what, about the listen, big Major League without, Baseball. Without if you ever, if you ever accidentally listen to this podcast, please put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame so we can stop well, no, arguing about. One it. last thing: look what's happened since he's been banned. You went through the steroid era, and now you got this. Now you got the the the, the sign stealing. Okay. So, I mean, baseball, like I've said, has this holier than thou attitude about itself. And it's not that way. Well, not the, anymore. And, well, and the funny thing, it, 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 but it never been. was. Like I was it about to say, it never been. was. I mean, the problem is, like you said, it's basically the rules of baseball are basically this: you can betray anything except for the game when it comes, and especially. And gambling has its own special little section that you mm-hmm. can't touch. Mm-hmm. Now, the PD things came pretty close to being unforgivable. Once it all came out because everybody had to go to Congress and look like they were a bunch of idiots. I mean, and this is a pretty big deal because it's just an embarrassing scandal. But, you know, gambling always has its special place. Baseball embarrassed itself for almost 100 years by being white only. That's true. And I. So don't don't get don't give me that crap. All right. Well, that's all we got. Baseball do better (laughs) for the review in baseball and college football for this week. Uh, Stay tuned because we're going to jump into a uh, to the NFL playoffs recap episode here in just a second. All right, thanks. I guess we'll just be right back since I haven't turned it off yet. (laughs) Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Greg and Kaika with the last word. We are picking up right where we left off, jumping into the NFL playoffs. Kiker, uh, initial thoughts on this past divisional, you know, weekend of playoff football. What'd you think? Well, three out of the four games were really good. Yeah. Uh, even though I guess you, I mean, you could technically say that you never. I never really felt the Titans were in too much danger. I didn't either. But okay, let's I mean, hold hold on. Let's let's back it up. Let's I back know. It up. I was gonna. Uh, that was go all ahead, I was I'm say. sorry. Go ahead. Now you go to the first game. You got uh, Minnesota, San Francisco. 
And, I mean, it was close, you know, when the game started. Yeah, I mean, I thought when Diggs caught that touchdown pass, I was like, all right, cool. Well, maybe the Vikings came to play. This is going to be the Vikings team that played the Saints. And Kirk Cousins throwing passes to Richard Sherman is not going to work. So Mm-mm. that game ended extremely quickly. Uh, I enjoyed not watching it because I absolutely do not like the San Francisco 49ers. Respect the hell out of George Kittle. Uh, but after that, I think that team is annoying. Mm. So um, That Diggs play was like the only offense they must Literally the only I offense. I mean, they had like six first downs and 150 yards of offense. Man. It's just funny because yeah, the office. It's just funny because had that Diggs play happen, I mean that was the only thing they did. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it just so happened that it happened at the beginning of the game, and it looked like they were really going to answer and, and be there. And I just know. didn't, I didn't understand Minnesota's whole offensive attack. So we're going to run twice, try to throw on third down. There's no way to live. And the one drive they actually muster together, they were throwing on early downs. Because I remember, I think I said, I can't remember if it was you or somebody else. I was like, man. Minnesota needs to start mixing up what they're going to do. You can't just yeah, you run the ball every first down and run it into a wall. Yeah. So it was just yeah, it's pretty. I mean, and the thing is, Garoppolo throws an interception. They have great field position and they muster a field goal. Yeah. You yeah. can't. You can't do. And that, that was early on in the game when they still no, really the second, had it. Second quarter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they mm-hmm. were still you know in the game at that mm-hmm. point. So you knew when they kicked that field goal too, you could just feel the momentum if they had any. Really, kind of going away. Well, that was their chance to capture something. Yeah, to really, you know, make and, it a game. and it just and you know, if a team gives you a mistake, and they make a mistake, you need to capitalize on it to the full assist of the playoffs. I mean, ain't, ain't no, and especially you know. if you're on the road, like as a, as a team on the road. Oh, it's even more important. Yeah, on the road. you yeah. you can't be playing. You know, you can't play down on the road. I remember Charles Barkley saying that years ago. Uh, he used to be, you know, they'd be like, "Oh, this team's hanging around in there." He's like, "You just you can't play down on the road. It didn't work like that." He's well, like, and the thing is, is you start playing well, you take that. If you're on the road, you take that home that home field, those fans out of the game. Just it makes things easier. for Yeah, you. it does. It does. So, and speaking the Vikings of, didn't do themselves. Anything well, and speaking of taking the home field out of the game as mm-hmm. quickly as possible, Tennessee Titans showed up and showed out mm-hmm. against the Baltimore Ravens. I would just like to point out. That I picked the Titans in this game, mm-hmm. and then I was right. I yeah. picked the Titans two weeks in a row, you did. and I was right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I really didn't bring that up for any other reason but to point out that I was right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to no get one to listening to this is surprised that I that you, that you did. <laughs> I had to bring that up because I said mm-hmm. that I was right. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I will say, man. I mean, obviously, there's all kinds of things to get to about that game. They came out and hit Lamar Jackson in the mouth. Mm-hmm. He looked, his timing looked off to me, and I know that the rest thing, we'll talk about that in here in a second, but, you know, what Derrick Henry was obviously able to do, I mean, he was, you know, pushing Earl Thomas around literally. <laughs> um, I mean, that's, he's he's on a... Oh, a that was great. <laughs> it really was, man. Like, I was like, is that Earl Thomas? Because of what, and what makes it so great is because of what Earl Thomas said earlier in the week. He said, we have a different philosophy than the Patriots on tackling, and yet... He got stiff arm twice in the same play, and if you if someone took a picture of it, it looked like Derrick Henry was holding him yeah. as a lead blocker. Oh yeah, uh, I mean it was it was brutal. That was dude. a business decision. Earl Thomas was like, nah, no mas. Yeah, he was like, I, I, was I, like, I, I don't, don't need that, I don't need that heat. Guy. Like no. I don't need that heat. Seriously, I mean, well, and, when you got a bank vault and cleats running at you, I mean, that's always a business. God, Lee, man, I mean he. He's. I heard somebody say this the other day, and they said people look like they fear tackling him. Mm-hmm. And you don't get players like that this day and age very often. Uh, that people 
look like they're like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go at him a different way. Here's an example. Give me an example. Beast mode. Similar. Very Very hard runner, but not near the the visual specimen. Yeah, that's true. That Derek, I mean, Derek Henry's 6'3", 240 is what he's like listed at. Is he, I mean, he might be 6'3", but is he, I mean, he looks like he's like 255. He's a massive human being. I mean, it's just, I mean, he's humongous. And I wouldn't want to tackle him, but I'm also not a professional football player getting paid to do so. That's true. Let me ask you this. Was this more, do you think? Because I know what I think. Do you think this was more what the Titans did right or what Baltimore or Baltimore not showing up? What the Titans did right. Okay. Especially defensively. Lamar Jackson, still about the stat sheet. Okay. Ingram wasn't 100% effective with that cat. Yeah. Lamar ran the ball well, had a lot of garbage yards, though, you know, garbage time yards. What the Tennessee Titans did, I thought, was Mike Frabel – and this staff is showing these guys can coach. They have an inconsistent team, but they they know what they're doing. Yeah. Lamar Jackson is was very much improved this season over last. He's going to be the MVP. We can all we all just agree to that cuz that's what's going to happen. Okay? The one thing he has yet to master as a quarterback is throwing outside the numbers. What did the Tennessee Titans force him to do? Overload the middle, try to take the tight ends away. Take the end, take the middle of the field away, and force yeah. him to beat him outside, and he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. He couldn't do it, and he, he made some splash it. run plays. But then again, look at the look at, in the first half; they're kicking field goals because I don't care. I mean, the Titans are a running football team too. It's harder to score inside the red zone, and the the and the Ravens have done a great job of doing that all season. I mean. I'm going to give what Derrick Henry and that offense did as more impressive than what the Titans' defense did. But, I mean, it's oh, pretty, no, it's pretty freaking it's pretty I was going to say, I don't, I don't know about that, it's man. It's close. I, I, that's, I mean, to me, that's splitting hairs, man, because I, I think, I think what, that, what that defense did was extraordinarily impressive. Well, um, I, you, you know, no one had done that. Now, granted – here was something else that kind of concerned me about the Ravens. And this is just, you know, old school playoff, you know, watching playoffs all the time, year in, year out, for all of my, you know, adult life. 40 years. 35 years. Oh. And I haven't watched them since I was out the womb. But anyway. Um, I did. <laughs> you know, when teams typically, like, run the table for two or three months, and don't lose. Mm-hmm. And in the case of the Ravens, the, you know, they played that really tough game against the Niners, and that was impressive. Mm. But, you know, some of those huge stat games were against the Bengals. I mean, they were against teams that weren't very good. Mm. And and you just you just can't help but think that maybe they got a little overinflated. You also don't play football for three weeks straight. You know, we always go back to the 2011 Green Bay Packers who took – 21 days off and then showed up did not show up against the you know the New York Giants got hit in the mouth lost immediately like that's that's the, that's the nature of the NFL playoffs so, you know you talk about how you love you know college playoffs or love college games because it's one and done I mean that's what makes the playoffs great is it it doesn't matter that you could beat that team nine out of ten times you gotta be it, in that you, day. you have to beat them that day mm-hmm. and so I I would almost say what their defense did was more impressive because, like you said, I mean, Vrabel had a game plan. He worked it to perfection. You, He knew what he was going to get from Derrick Henry. I think Tannehill made the plays he had to make. 
But I mean, he has, he has two, all two throws. Yeah, two throws. But mm. still, I mean, you knew what you were going to get from Derrick Henry. Mm. I, you knew that this was going to be a smash. Well, hold on. Game. You mean you knew you were going to get a Herculean effort? Yeah. I don't think anyone thought he was going to go for 195. Well, I didn't think he was going to hit 180 again, uh, like for over the third that. straight time. I, I, I didn't think that. So I'm not. I'm not saying that. What I mean is. You knew that he was going to ground and pound. Well, if you it, know what your offensive game plan is. Yeah. I mean, if you, you don't want Ryan Tannehill throwing 30 times. You know, that's why he's – you know you know how many passes he's completed in these two playoff games? It's extremely low. I saw 15. it the other day. Yeah. 15 for he 150 yards. I was going to say, yards. he hasn't thrown over 100 yards yet. No, he, he hasn't even gone to 90. Which is insane because he threw a 40-yard pass to that dude I know, in but, the second quarter. But, but that's, the, this, that's the deal. That's, I mean, Derek, that offensive line, Derek Henry are on far. They just are. I mean, and it, it's, a, it's for – I mean, and when you're, when you're feeling it like they are, I'm telling you, every time someone comes up to tackle, it's a business decision. It, it, it's, and right now, no, nobody want to do no business. It, it is what it is. I mean, I the reason I picked the Titans is that I felt like their games were pretty similar, and I felt like Tennessee is play, was playing that game, going into that game, playing that, that style of game better than what I thought the Ravens would be able mm. to, um, especially coming off all the confidence of beating the Patriots. Uh, let's move on. Well, hold on. What, are you going more? Lamar Jackson. People, I mean, he did not play very well on, on, on Saturday. And now he's got this notion of in the playoffs. He's played two playoff games, both at home. He's got five turnovers in these two games. He hadn't played well. And they're like, oh, he's shrinking in the moment. Well, he's still a young player. And you saw the progression. And I think this guy's got the right attitude. And he's going to start. He's going to keep working at it. And I think he's going to get better. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. But and this is a Ravens are a really young team. Really? They are a young team. Now, they're old in certain spots. But like even like skill position. Mark Andrews was playing in Oklahoma like two years ago. Their, their best part of receiver is a rookie, Hollywood Brown. He's from Oklahoma, too. They, they like him Oklahoma skill position player. That's an awesome Mark, Well, Mark, Mark, uh, Mark Andrews and, and Brown are really good players. Hollywood Brown. And he, yeah. and he made maybe one of the catches of the year, that one-handed snag. I mean, that was a dime, yeah. Lamar, but he just didn't throw enough of them. And you could tell he was starting to press. Yeah, he was. He was starting to press. Yeah, he was. And, he was, and the same thing with, like, Trevor Lawrence. He saw a lot of overthrows. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, hats off to the Titans, Mike Frable. And that coach's staff, and obviously that bank vault wearing number 22. I mean, you know, roll tide. All right. Speaking of, you know, pressing and not pressing, <laughs> I, I would like to get to the Texans Chiefs game. <laughs> this game was in, it was ridiculous. Like, I, I've, there, there are playoff games like this. So I, I don't want to sit here and say this doesn't happen. I mean, I, watching this game or seeing it unfold reminded me. <laughs> Of when the Chiefs jumped up like twenty-eight to seven on the Indianapolis Colts like five or six years ago, and then but it was it happens so fast. Like in these kind of games, when you mm. jump on a team that fast, you still have to put them away. Mm. And I mean, as you saw with the Chiefs, that was ridiculous. Like it, it turned in a quarter. <laughs> well, you've never seen an offensive streak like that in in, in postseason history ever. Not like now, that. I, I, I've I mean, seen comebacks like that, just not within a quarter of each other. Like I've never seen well, a, a twenty-eight point. Swing no one's gone like from, si- gone six or seven straight possessions scoring touchdowns in the playoffs. Nobody's ever done that. Yes. But what was funny was 
everything, every break the Texans got in the first quarter, that the uh, Chiefs got the exact same breaks. Yeah, it was weird. Special teams was huge early on in this game. Yeah, I mean it was. I was I was sitting here and I was thinking, man, it's twenty four nothing. I was like, ooh boy. Yeah, we gonna we could have an all AFC South AFC championship. I'm like, what in the hell is going on? Yeah, and then Miko Hardman has that big return, and it and then that's and the thing is with with the Chiefs is they were killing themselves, dropping third down passes. Travis Kelsey did. Uh, Robinson, I believe, was the second drive. Speaking of which, Kelsey. I've watched a lot of these playoff games with Kelsey. He makes some pretty critical drops. And then he had he ended up having a and then he a and then he usually game. pulls it together. But yeah. it's just one of those deals that seems mm-hmm. like seems like early on in the game he's he's kind of jittery. I watched him in the Patriots game. He did the exact same I mean, thing. He just, I mean, it was right to anyway. But the Chiefs were beating themselves in a lot of ways with these special teams turnovers, not catching the ball on third down, and you just knew. And in the Texans, this is what the Texans are: so inconsistent. Yeah. They yeah. just never play a full game, and yeah. it's just like, damn, I hope they keep it going. And they gave Kansas City just that little, and Mahomes. And the thing is, and then start taking over, and then you start giving Kansas City these short fields like the Texans got, and then yeah. before you know it, it's like, oh, man, they're in trouble. Yeah. And yeah. then to, this is the first team in postseason history to ever have a 24-point lead at one point in the first half and be trailing by halftime. Yeah. I mean, they were. It was twenty-eight, twenty-four at halftime. I was like, "This is, this is insane." And then they just kept rolling. It was just like Kansas City got into a rhythm. The Texans did not adjust well or at all. And it, I mean, they really didn't. <laughs> no, they really didn't, man. And I mean, it, it. You know, you said that Lamar Jackson started to press, and you know, I was watching that game. You know, me and my son were watching it, and he's a diehard Chiefs fan. So I told him, I said, "Man, you know, it's twenty-four-zero." They've just, they've got to settle in. Mm. I was like, if, I said, I said, it's only the first quarter. Like, that's the crazy thing. I was like, it's only the first quarter. They're at home. If they can just settle down and put a drive together, they'll be okay. Like, I was like, that's usually how this Mm. goes. When teams jump out like that and it all happens in a quarter, it's, it's usually like they're not eating up the clock on you. The game isn't going away that fast. Mm. You know, it's not, it's not as big a lead as it seems like. You just, you have to, you know, you have to st- settle everybody down, go out there and make plays, and that's exactly what the Chiefs started to do. Well, like they made you said, plays in, I think they had four touchdown drives of less than four minutes. That was insane. I mean, I, I've never, I've never seen a turnaround like like that. They're not even, they're not even attempting to run the football. I mean, Pat Mahomes is leading rusher in that game for the Chiefs. Yeah, and I mean, they they had they had. I mean, it looked like LSU. They just they were they were taking Williams out of the backfield. It's just five man protection. If you blitz, we're going to find a hot route. If not, these five guys are going to do their thing, and if protection breaks down, he's athletic enough to either run it or keep the play alive long enough. And you got, and I don't care who you are, you can't cover forever. No, you can't. No, you can't. I mean, let me ask you this. I mean, we all know what the Chiefs did, you know, Mahomes and, and Kelsey going off to come back and storm back and win that game. Do you think that Bill O'Brien – do you think that his job should be safe? His team is remarkably inconsistent. He may he went for it on that putt and then kicked a field goal on that fourth at inches. I mean, he basically almost seemed like he gave the momentum back to the Chiefs. These are critical mistakes in big games. Like, these are not – I mean, 
<laughs> the fake punt was the one that got me. Like, I, even though I didn't agree with taking the field goal, I understood it. I could not understand the fake punt. It was 24 to 7. You give them as long a field as they need to come back and try to come back on you. There was no reason to do that whatsoever. Do you think they should be looking for a new coach? It doesn't sound like they are, but do you think they should be? They they need to take as lo- just as long a look at this as they would when they were going to hire Bill O'Brien. Because, okay, in his six years, he's got four division titles. Technically, they play in the South. Uh, you know, so yeah. Normally, it's almost, and, normally you win ten games, you're probably going to win that division. Well, and and, now, and to add to that, you know, he's played in the AFC South post Peyton Manning, mm-hmm. post really Andrew Luck has been hit and miss because he's been hurt so much. So it's not like he's had, you know, the Jack- Jacksonville jumped up that one year and got mm-hmm. everybody. But really, they haven't. He hasn't had a ton of comp- consistent uh, yeah. competition. That's that why I said, you know, no, I agree. I'm just, I'm just, um, I'm just throwing that out there. Now, <laughs> the fourth and inches when they when it was twenty one nothing. I don't know how you don't go for that because it's at the, it's at the Chiefs eleven. They're going to have to go 90, 89, 90 yards, and you've ran the ball against this Kansas City defense. Now you're not always gashing them for eight yards, but. Deshaun Watson, you can't just walk up, quick snap, and get two inches? Yes, well, you can. And on the flip you side sure of that, can. he – I mean, really, at that point in the game, the Chiefs were reeling. Well, he, like, there was there was nothing Deshaun Watson wasn't was doing that wasn't working. Mm. Like, everything they were doing at that point was working. You're right. They I, had all the momentum. Yeah, they had all the momentum in their hands. Bill so. O'Brien – and then, now, the, 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 I'll cover the fake punt real quick before I get into what Bill O'Brien said. The fake punt I didn't agree with, especially, I mean, after that, not going for it on fourth and inches. But I'll say this. Sorensen made a great play. Yeah, that tackle if, was awesome. Because if he, if he does make that tackle, that's a first down and a lot more. Mm-hmm. I mean, because gunners are gone. I mean, you know. So, I didn't agree with the call. Bill O'Brien, this we said. Yeah, the field goal. He's like, well, we felt like we were going to need to score 50. I said, okay. So if you need to score 50, <laughs> you, you, oh, you're you not going to go for it on fourth and inches where you're averaging probably, at the time, probably four yards a carry and try to go try to go score a touchdown instead of kicking a field goal. I mean, it just – he didn't do himself any favors. If I'm the Texans, the owner of the Texans, GM – well, actually, they have no GM because that's Bill O'Brien – that needs to be fixed. Yeah, that does need to be. That fixed. needs they they there's, there's, I, Bill O'Brien. Not very many not, situations where that works. No, out. they're not not there's, not everyone's Bill Belichick or or Jimmy Johnson. Like those yes. are those are very few and far between. Are you talking situations. about Jersey? All right, we're moving to move on. Anyway, now okay, congratulations, Jimmy Johnson. By the way, yeah, Hall of Fame. well deserved. Yeah, well deserved, um, and well done with him and Coward to do those on the air and really uh, get, you see you really got through to their personalities. Jimmy, really Jimmy awesome. Johnson, I, I thought was okay. Cower did not like that at all, and you could tell. He doesn't like being surprised, and and I think part of that is, is you, that should be some. I almost think that should be like a more private thing. Okay, I'm not. And then going you can announce not, it. Let's just anyway. Move, move forward. Anyway, move forward. Um, back to the game. Yeah, I would be testing the waters. I mean, as much the, as you, you can. The yes, as much as you can, because Bill O'Brien wins you division titles, but he's not. And he won a playoff. He's won a playoff game. 
Is he going to take any? Do you feel like he could take you any further? I, I, I if I'm the so. owner, I don't think so. I don't think so. So I, think I don't he, think he's ever going to get you to an AFC championship. No. I don't think he's ever going to be in that top one or two seed of teams. Um, they had a shot at it this year. I mean, you know, if he doesn't get blown out by the Broncos, there's a, a, a strong chance they're the two seed in that game is in Houston. So, I mean, I, I agree with you. I don't I don't think he's the guy. No, personally. I don't think he is either. I, I don't think he's the guy. Sean Watson gave him, you know, was behind him, told him he loved him and all that stuff. But, what? what I mean, what do you expect your quarterback yeah, to and it, and I you, mean, not every quarterback's Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I'm just telling you, Rogers is pretty brutally honest with that kind of stuff. Yeah, but he—he's not much of a politician. But it also took him years to get brut- like that to where to the point of where he would really say that what he really thought. Mm. Like, so speaking of Aaron Rodgers, yeah. let's move on yeah, like to, the, to the yeah, I did. That was mm. a nice segue. Mm. <laughs> speaking of Aaron Rodgers, let's let's move on to the to the nightcap. Packers Seahawks. Packers came out to play right away. Mm. Really jumped on the Seahawks. And then held on for dear life and scared the crap out of Kiker. Uh, Kiker, what oh, are your yeah, thoughts? Yeah. You, what are, you weren't over there clinching. No, I wasn't. I wasn't stressed at all. Oh, yeah. I bet what, what, are, what are your thoughts on this game? Typical. I mean, the Packers should have won this game. They're by far the more healthy team. More, yeah. By far the more overall. Team, but, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I'll start it this way. Russell Wilson. It's fantastic. He is. Um, no running game besides him. Uh, that defense is not what it used to be. Not that they're not good, but they're not great. And I wouldn't say they're really good. They're they're good. They're okay. You know, KJ Wright and Bobby Wagner. Yeah, that secondary. Jadavian Clowney's going to get you a couple big yeah, plays. Yeah, he's going he's going to splash at times. Going to flash. Um, Green Bay has a eighteen point lead at halftime. It's twenty one to three. Total domination. And you score seven points the rest of the half or the rest of the game. I just it they don't have this. It seems like they don't have this killer instinct. They can't just they get a team down. They can't put them away. That's a good way of putting. It, it. I mean, they just they can't they can't put them away. Now, do they've made a living this season off of making key stops late? But it shouldn't be this hard. Yeah. All the time, you should. That game should not have been close. Let me ask you a question. I don't care how great Russell Wilson is. Okay, let me ask you a question. I'm just listen. I agree with you seriously. I've watched pretty much every Packers game this year, and I walk away with the same feeling, like unimpressed but content. So oh, I'm not content. I by content I mean the record. You are what your record listen, says. You, you you've, you've, you've won. You won on Sunday. You, that's you, that's that, okay. You, you are what your record says. You are, uh, and I'm content with that record. Okay. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. I mean, uh, to make a comparison, because you know, back to the 2010 season where they won the Super Bowl, that team won every playoff game except for the Atlanta game where Rodgers just went off mm-hmm. on a defensive drive. All those games were were you know on One a defensive score. play. All those games mm-hmm. were tight. Mm-hmm. I mean, this team is sim- like that. I won't say similar. But those, I mean, it's it's a lot like that. I don't want to. I think that team was better. Like seriously, you had a a healthy Aaron Rodgers, yeah, like young a, Aaron a Rodgers. young Aaron Rodgers. You had a Aaron. Uh, you had Starks going in Your the running game. Skill position was skill positions were off the charts. Uh, Charles Woodson was still, you know, really in his prime. So I, I'm just saying, it might not be as bad as we think. Move. Let's just let me ask you this. 
Do you think the Packers have a chance against the Niners? Well, everyone has a chance every week. Okay. I Listen, they, they have a chance. But here's the deal. This will be Aaron Rodgers' fourth NFC Championship game. Okay? He's one and two in previous ones. And he has not played well in the NFC Championship game. He has. And not a one of them. You want to get me? I'll give you some, some quick stats here. Okay. He, he's completing 58% of his passes. Four touchdowns. Five picks. Yeah. He hasn't played well. Okay. He has not played. Now, no, the, you know, he didn't play well in that championship game against the Bears. The Packers won. Defensive touchdown was the difference. B.J. Yeah. Rogers. Granted, big. that was a totally different defense, though, that he was going up against. Like, that was Erlacher at his best. Well, I mean, no. I mean, that, it's the third that, time you've played a team. I, I, I'm done with the excuse for Aaron Rodgers. That, that, I'm sorry. So, what's the excuse against, um, I mean, Seattle? Okay. Head to calf. Okay. No, no. There, there's okay. no excuse for yeah. that game. That game uh, And then, you know, you, you, Atlanta, but that, that Atlanta also... you're, you're, you're in a dome. You're healthy. Why aren't you playing better? Okay. See, I can get uh, no, in no, every see, year, but I, I know where you're going with this. I, listen, I, I don't. No, see, listen. You you want to be you want to be great. Go get step up in the in the biggest moments. Go get and he done. has not played well in the NFC Championship games, and there's no debating that. Now that Super Bowl he went and played in, played fantastic MVP, totally deserved it. And the game of before the NFC Championship, before mm-hmm. the Bears game, that that run he had, he played really well against Philly. They ran the ball really well against Philly because no one knew who the hell James Starks was, not even Nobody me. And he ran for like 120 yeah. yards in that game, killed it that game. And then that Atlanta game was insane. Yeah, he, he was, was he was super. Odd 31 for 36 yeah. for. Uh, 336, five passing touchdowns, and he ran for one. It was great. He, okay. he was great in that game. NFC Championship games, though, you need to change this narrative. All right, so I'm going to come back to the Packers, Packers-Niners here in just a second. Um, let's, get, let's get a quick prediction and thoughts on this Chiefs-Titans matchup. You've got a, you know, if styles make fights, as they like to say in boxing, you know, this is a complete, completely two different styles of fighting. Mm-hmm. So... I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take the Chiefs. Of course you are. And I'll say I've taken the Titans the last two weeks, mm. and it's worked out pretty well mm-hmm. for me. But I'll say this: I think that if if the Chiefs were gonna get caught slipping, I think it was the game against the Texans is the game they were gonna get caught slipping. Like, and they were slipping, mm-hmm. and then they they came back, roaring back, and, and won that game. So this is their second straight AFC Championship game. It's at home. I. I feel like the big bad wolf was the Patriots for everybody. They're out of it. You know, the Chiefs beat them earlier in the year in New England, so I think they had pretty decent confidence going into this anyway. Chiefs are fairly healthy. I'm taking the Chiefs because I think that if the Chiefs come out and score early, that's going to be a problem for Tennessee. Like, Tennessee is a smash-mouth, gritty, close football game type of team. And if the Chiefs come out, and now granted, Vrabel's done wonders with that defense, so I'm not saying this is going to be easy. But if the Chiefs come out and score a couple touchdowns, I, I think the, and I think the Chiefs will. I think you're looking at a 14-7 game at halftime, Chiefs up. And, and I, I, so I, I'm taking the Chiefs tentatively. Uh, but I'm, I'm taking the Chiefs. What do you got, Kiger? I'm going to take the Titans. Okay. Because, okay. Is New England's defense better than Kansas City's? Yes. Is Baltimore's? Yes. Yeah. I, what's the hesitation? The hesitation there is... There ain't no hesitation there. 
That, okay. that, that, I'm, I'm not, that, listen, that's not even just, an argument. Just, just move on. That's not even an argument. This Chiefs defense has been much improved. Um, what happened the last time they? I mean, I know that now. Granted, this is a long time ago. What happened the last time they played the Titans? Did, did, how many rushing yards did Derrick Henry have? I believe one eighty. Yeah, over one fifty for sure. I think it was, it was either one sixty four or one eighty four. Okay. Now that game was close, and the Chiefs probably should have won that game. The t- some we've talked about this in the past with these Packers teams. It's not about what you did early in the season. It's who's a hot team coming in the postseason. That's true. And the Chiefs, granted, were, you know, they caught a break, got that second seed, yeah. Miami, you know. And and the, the Titans have been fighting tooth and nail, get in. Yeah. This, you said, you know, the matchups are, you know, off, offense is totally different. T- the Tennessee, what, I don't know. I have no confidence in this Chiefs defense that they're going to be able to stop that running game in Tennessee. And that's the one thing. Pat Mahomes can't score if he's on the bench. That's true. And if they if I they're mean, just if they're in and in and of itself, that running game is the best defense against the Chiefs. And 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 at towards the end of that Tennessee Kansas City game, Tannehill was making plays. Yeah, he was. Not only I mean, and the thing yeah. is, if they manage to get Tennessee to a third and long. If you're gonna, you either gonna have to spy Tannehill, or something, because he'll kill you with his legs too. Yeah, he just hadn't had to get. He hasn't. He hasn't had to do much of anything. No, he really. And hasn't. you need to force Tannehill to beat you, and you need to get this lead. I'm not so confident the Chiefs are gonna have this big lead. I didn't say big lead. Fourteen seven seven's a big lead now. Well, it's fourteen. It's, 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 it's a lead at it's, home. It's fourteen. It's fourteen seven gonna get Tennessee out of running the football. Absolutely not. No. Um. No. Absolutely I, not. Listen, I'd say it would. What I said was, is that the Chiefs would be in control. That's what I. That's what I was alluding to. Was that the Chiefs would be in control? Listen, I. Have, I, I have a listen, feeling. I will not be surprised. Like totally surprised if the Titans win this game. The I, Titans I, are. I feel like you're gonna be. No, surprised. absolutely not. The Titans are a very good football team, very disciplined football team, and they are sound at the line of scrimmage, which you always love to praise and preach. So. I will not be surprised if Tennessee wins this football they game. Mauling, mother. I mean, it's it's. I just I just kind of think that, like you said, as you said, the Titans had to fight and claw their way into mm-hmm. you know the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They're a hot team. Mm-hmm. I think the Chiefs were an under the radar team, whereas everybody was looking at Baltimore and New England. Seriously, everybody's looking. Okay, is New England going to falter? Oh, New England pulled it together, won the AFC East, so now they're going to end up two seed. Well, they, what happened there? They so, choked it. They choked it. And then Baltimore gets in there. They choked it. So we'll see. I mean, I the ten, Tennessee is certainly more than capable of beating the Chiefs in Kansas City. I personally am picking the Chiefs, but I I mean, if Derrick Henry goes out there and gets 150 yards, it's over. Here's, here's another thing. And you take this for what it is. How many conference championship games has Andy Reid been to? Many. Five. I want to say five. Dang, I was just about to say that. that's crazy. He went to four in a row. Four with Philly. In a row and only made it to one Super Damn. Bowl. He's won one of them. Yes, he has. Now, I don't know. I don't think Pat Mahomes, is net, He. I don't think he's going to press because he didn't press against the, against the Texans. But this is a different type of pressure. I mean, it totally is because if Tennessee comes out and is able to do what they do and maul you, I I – the one thing can the one big thing Kansas City has in their favor is they can score in bunches. They can score very fast. Yeah. But that Tennessee defense, 
has met has met every challenge so far. And I'm not. And Mahomes is getting, they're going to score some points. I just don't. Man, I, just, I I think personally, I'm really excited about this game because mm-hmm. I think you end up with a Frazier, <laughs> with a Joe Frazier Muhammad Ali type situation where you've got you know one one team that you know scores beautifully you know in the passing game and another team that wins and scores ugly, ugly. in the running game. So you. I mean, it's it's set up to I be like a ti- yeah. It's supposed to be it's set up to be a Titanic game. So, I mean, and maybe I'm just part of the reason forward. I'm taking the Titans is I love kind of the throwback. Well, I mean, you enjoy that. I mean, that, I, and I, mean, I enjoy that style of football too. Whoa. So, I mean, I think it's great to see guys, you know, him pushing Earl Thomas around and you know, crackhead Marcus Peters being scared of, of nope. coming up and making that tackle. So, I mean, I just – nobody wants to tackle this guy. I don't blame him. Well, and especially once you get into the third quarter, if those are must-tackle situations because the game is close, you're in trouble. I mean, who do you trust more in that situation? Oh, man. <laughs> you don't, uh, I don't even trust in that Kansas City defense. I'm not either. But they I, ain't shown me nothing. I'm not either, but I, I just – I kind of got that feeling about it, so yeah, that, that's why I'm going yeah, about it. That, no, 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 I get it, it. I get it. It is what know? it is. Pa- I mean, it's hard to go against the, the flash. I, I think, the flash. Some, I I think, think as th- Packers fans, it's it's harder for us, too, because Pat Mahomes reminds you a lot of 12. Uh, yeah, he reminds you a lot of 12 and 4. He reminds you a lot of Brett Favre mm-hmm. and Aaron Rodgers. So, mm-hmm. um, And I also think, man, you know, as you saw, I think, you know, Chiefs fans have a lot of uh, history of misery, you know, in the playoffs. I also think that it matters <laughs> You know, having a dynamic quarterback and Andy Reid for as as great as Donovan McNabb could be, mm-hmm. he was not what Patrick. I'll Mahomes tell you is. this though, as an overall team, that Philly team defense is way better. Than oh yeah. City. Well, he had with, Brian with, Dawkins. Well, you had Brian Dawkins, and you had uh, uh, what the hell is it? Is his name Jimmy Johnson? Jim Johnson? Jim Johnson? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, they, listen. The Philly defense was sound. Like was, nobody, nobody's they, arguing that. They, that they, defense they were was sound. Legit. I mean, so it was. No, I, I, I think those losses are on. You know, those those NFC Championship losses are on Andy Reid and Dominic McNabb mm-hmm. at that point. But anyway, I digress. Let's go ahead and get to the game that. <laughs> I mean, both these Adders games. The most. Both these games are a big deal, but let's let's go ahead and get to Packers Niners. Uh, a few months, you know, a month or so ago, Packers go and play in San Francisco on Sunday night and get slaughtered. Did they play? I mean, they showed they were there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wouldn't say they showed up, but no, they I were mean, there. I wouldn't say they showed um, up. You know, I'm going to ask you for your prediction. Uh, then I'm going to go ahead and, and I'll, I'll give you, you know, my spiel on this whole situation. And then I'll, I'll let you close this up. Um, yeah. What what's your prediction, Kiger? As much as I love the Packers, yeah, I mean I do, I I really do. You you come to my house and there's no doubt, uh, there's Packers crap everywhere. Yeah, um, I have it tattooed in my skin. I'm not going anywhere, literally. But from an unbiased, I don't know, I can't call it a professional opinion. I don't think they have enough. Aaron Aaron Rodgers played really well last week against the Seahawks. Um, Green Bay didn't, but they they got away from their identity in a way. They didn't run the football that well, and that that Frisco's their ability to get pressure with four now, especially now that they're all healthy. D Ford back, yeah, and be able to drop seven is is a disaster. Yeah. And I just don't think Green – listen, I think it's going to be a hard-fought game. 
I think I honestly I think Green Bay covers that seven point spread, but I don't think they go into Frisco, beat the Niners. I just as an I I don't want it. I don't want to say this. I know, but man. I mean it pains that, you. That, like I can just, tell, it pains you to it say is. this. I it mean, pains you to say this. Mm-hmm. I I'll take I'll I'll take I'll take the Forty Niners. Thirty. 27. Here's here's my issue with the Packers, and, and, you know, that's my squad, man. But I'll say this. My issue with them in this game, and, and you know, you watch, we watched them in Seattle, the Seattle game, and they came out and they jumped right on Seattle. It was 21-3 at halftime. I have not seen the Packers this season play four quarters of football. Mm-mm. You know, the closest thing to it was the Raiders game where they erupted. But even then, they I think there was a lull in the second quarter in that game. Mm. So, I just I haven't seen it. Like, I, I hope that they – I feel like, you know, the beatdown that they took a, a month or so ago is going to resonate. And, and they're going to – You shouldn't be able to find a higher form of motivation. Well, and, they're, and so I, I really think they're going to come out, you know, aggressive and ready to play. I My fear is actually that they get a – if they fall behind, they're going to be in trouble – and if they get a lead, they're going to be in trouble because I feel like they'll take their foot off the gas. So, I I'm taking, <laughs> I'm taking the Niners, man. I really don't want to. Uh, it pains me to say that I I got the Niners probably by three because I I think the Packers are either playing from behind and come up just short, or you know the Niners or or they try to come back on them and 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 it just kind of falls short. But I will say this, man. <sighs> You know, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and, and and do my Aaron Rodgers spiel. You don't get chances to get back to the Super Bowl all the time. And I remember Brett Favre saying that, you know, somewhere in the mid 2000s, before he got another chance in 2007 to go back to the Super Bowl. And he was he said, you know, you just you, when the, when quarterbacks are young and and they get to the Super Bowl, they think they're gonna get there all the time. He's like, you think you'll get there all the time, and it, and you you know, as the league and your team changes. You find out it, it doesn't work that way. You know, I remember, I can remember like it was yesterday when Aaron Rodgers won the Super Bowl, and we're like, cool, man, we got this whole dynasty situation. This offense can't be stopped. Mm. They come out the next year, they go 15 and 1, and then they get, they get beat by the, the Giants, who are a six seed, and then the very next year, out of nowhere, here comes the 49ers, here comes the Seattle Seahawks, and the window to win Super Bowls closed. In a heartbeat. So part of that's on Green Bay. Uh, most of it is yeah. on Green Bay. But I but I digress. My point is, is that I feel like this is Aaron Rodgers' last chance to really get there. And if he comes out next year and proves me wrong, that'd be great. You know, but this is as big a game in his career that I can remember since the Super Bowl. Um he he needs to play well and he frankly needs to win. There's <laughs> the San Francisco 49ers passed over him in the draft in the 2005 draft. 2005? Four. 2004 draft. Passed over him. He was clearly the best quarterback in the draft. They chose Alex Smith. Mm. That's their choice. He told them they were going to pay for it for the rest of his career. He said, Not as sorry as the San Francisco 49ers will be for not picking me. He has beaten the San Francisco 49ers in the regular season. He has not beaten the San Francisco 49ers in any shape or form in the playoffs. Colin Kaepernick's teams beat him. 
And now he has to face this one with Jimmy Garoppolo and George Kittles and the mastermind, Mike Shanahan. So, wow. Kyle Shanahan, sorry, my bad. Kyle Shanahan. So, this is a, as big as it gets. This is his legacy. Yes. In order for Aaron Rodgers. My mistake, 2005. Okay. In order for. <laughs> thank you, Stab Boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> in order for Aaron Rodgers. Hey, boy. To move. From the one Super Bowl great quarterback table that Brett Favre is at, and you know Peyton's out of that table now, but you know there's a couple of of one Super Bowl the quarterbacks that are really good. And granted, Aaron Drew to me, Brees. Drew Brees to me, Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees are head and shoulders above anyone else that's won one Super Bowl as a quarterback. But in order for Aaron to submit his place at the next table, you know where the where the Elway is. You know, not quite where Brady is, Super Bowl-wise. Obviously, nobody's going to catch that guy. But if he gets two Super Bowls and, you know, has the accolades he has, two MVPs, this this is this is his legacy. So, I, I'm going to change my mind, man. I'm going to take the Packers by three. Okay? I, I can't do it. Oh, I'm going to take the Packers by three. I think Aaron Rodgers knows his legacy is on the line, and this is a must-win game. That's what I'm taking. What do you got? Is that really what you think, or did you just get it up all up in your feelings? No, that's that's really what I thought. Then why didn't you that's, say it from the get go? Change my mind. That's what I got. Oh my! That's really what I was. That's what I was fighting because the better the better judgment, my better judgment says to pick the yeah, Niners. The unbiased <laughs> judgment. Says Can you to move pick on to what your pick is? My God! I already said I was taking the Niners, and I'm gonna stick. And I'm gonna stick with it. As much as I agree with everything you said about the legacy thing. What guys like Rodgers and guys who have been there a long time, Mason Crosby, they know this. You got young guys, you got free agent guys come in here. It's not just about Rodgers. This is about the Packers. We talked about the Texans and how people have I've heard people talk about Bill O'Brien keeping his job because he wins division titles. Green Bay don't hang division championship banners anywhere. No, they okay? do not. It's not even conference championships. We're about world championships here. 13-time world champions. Sounds like Ric Flair. I mean, right? <clears throat> so, as an organization, this is obviously a huge game, but the fact that You've been to two other of these games in the last six years. Should have won in 14. Choked it away. Yeah. We're in the game 2016. Things snowball. Yeah. And it is. I I personally just, I I don't mean to cut you off. 14 was a choke. Absolutely. 16, they really I won't say shouldn't have been there, no. but that that team overachieved. You remember they went through that lull where they couldn't score. So I'm just I'm just saying, you know, that game got away from them, and I felt like they they were capable of winning it. But really, you remember they? I mean, that was when Rodgers had that incredible playoff game against the Cowboys. Sorry, man, move on. No, I'm just saying, I don't want to hear this overachieving thing. Okay. There's a standard in Green Bay that's yeah. been set for a long time. You've got 30 years Hall of Fame quarterback play between Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. You've got three trips to the title game. 
and you've got two victories, but that's only two. Tom Brady's played for ten less years. I mean, amount of time won six. Granted, the organization. I mean, the stability there is unheard of. Yeah. Okay. Um, but anyway, Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers no longer has any excuses. I'm done with this. You have a much improved defense. Are they great? No. Have they been great situationally late in games? Yes, they have been. You have great pass rushers. And in and in the playoffs, having a great pass rush can get you wins. Yeah. It's been the Colts were built as a team to you have a lead and get there. This team, they have a running game. This running back led the league in touchdowns. Was he the best back? No, that's Christian McCaffrey. I mean, guy's an all-pro at two different positions. Yeah, second so, best back, Henry. Yeah. But anyway. Well, yeah, I mean, he's a rushing champion and a bulldozer. No more excuses. You have got to win this game. And here's the thing. no, Hardly anyone is giving you a chance to win this game. And you getting all up in your feelings ruined part of my whole spiel here because I was going to say the two of us aren't even picking you to win. But I'm going to stay out of my feelings <laughs> and stick with my pick of San Francisco winning a tight, hard-fought game because as much as this team has gritted out wins, and if you want to compare them to 2010, you can. It's not the same. No, no, no. It is not even I, close no, it's, to the it's same. No, it's not the same. I, I was just saying. Um, there are some simu- similarities, yeah, but similarities. I think sometimes I think people are reaching when they do this kind of stuff, especially when it's been like a decade. Okay. Now, I just... They have no alpha male feel to me. That killer instinct you need. Last week, like I said earlier, that game shouldn't have been close. No. Your foot's on their throat. Rip their effing head off. I'm tired of this. It, it's stressful on them, on your fan base, on everything, because you make everything so damn stressful. It doesn't have to be that way. I know this is professional football, and there's parity in the NFL unlike any other professional sport. I, I'm done with this. You, I just I want to believe they're going to win, but I can't. Yeah, you Because against these really good teams, they haven't shown they can put anyone of relevance away. Now, if you come out and get your ass whipped again after having it happen two months ago, that is an absolute disgrace to you, to the organization, to the fan base. It just is. Yeah, it is. You ought to be walking back to Green Bay. So, don't time me out on this. I'm not done. The, yeah, legacy, everything. It's all on the line. You gotta they say leave it out there on the field. Absolutely. Prove me wrong. Prove 98% of the sports world wrong and go into San Francisco and beat them. And you can't do it playing timid. Aaron Rodgers is the best ever at not throwing interceptions. And I get it. And it's smart because of this team, of the way it's built with a running game and a defense. There's a difference between being aggressive and being reckless. 
You're going to have to make throws that are, you're going to be like, mm, maybe I shouldn't make that. You're Aaron Rodgers. You're one of the GOATs. Make the play. Be aggressive. Damn it, have a little fire in you once in a while, would you? You lead the league in throwaways, and I believe every every drive should end in a kick. But this, this there's no time to... I about cussed right there. <laughs> to jack around. Be aggressive. Leave it out there. Adjust. You want to run the football, and you've got... But if it's not working... You get then the, Aaron Rodgers uh, needs to do what Aaron Rodgers has been known for. And if he still is one of the best, you need to. this is the moment you step up into. And he's being paid like he's Championship doing, teams step up in big moments, ones that don't shrink. Look at the Vikings last Saturday. Look at the Chiefs last year. Damn. Let's go. It's not hammer time. It ain't Vader time. It's effing go time. Prove me wrong. Go pack. I can't possibly add anything to that. Uh, you guys be sure to check out next week when we go over the results of Kiker's stress management. But uh, that's all we got, man. Kiker, you got anything else? Prove me wrong. Prove me that wrong. Go back, go. See ya.